I was thinking some more about the kings, and I was doing a little bit of a deep dive into Hezekiah. We we know about Hezekiah and Sennacherib and the Assyrians coming against him, laying siege against Jerusalem. He had the wonderful prayer partner of Isaiah, the prophet, there by his side. And um, Isaiah chapter 37 actually has a wonderful bit of extra insight into what happened there. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just a verse here, verse or two. In verse 11, Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shalt thou be delivered? Question mark. That's a very sanitized way of saying that the Assyrians were barbaric, and they were known for their cruelty. Uh, like I said, just doing a little bit of reading on them, I was like, wow, this is they were fearsome. They really were fearsome. The Assyrians, I'm just reading notes here, the Assyrians were very creative about their brutality because they used that as like psychological warfare to strike terror into their enemies. They depicted the torture in great detail on the walls of their their imperial palaces. This is how we know about them. What they did to their enemies, it's quite awful, cruel. They would burn small children alive, and it was psychological warfare. And so the news of extreme terror spread fast. Entire cities would surrender at the mere sight of the approaching Assyrian army. So this is the army that came to now lay siege against Jerusalem. This is the army, well known. And if you remember a few years back in the Middle East, remember ISIS and all that they did, burning people alive, the beheadings, all that, and they they publicized that. They, they were trying to strike fear into the people, into the Western world. And you know, it worked. They were a fearful group. Well, this is what the Assyrians did times 10. They were so brutal. In fact, one has to wonder, these were monsters. They were barbarians. They were just no gram of human mercy in them. And you can just see this seething group of hundreds of thousands of of these Assyrians sitting at your doorstep, just ready to do you next. And uh, as we read here in verse 11, Thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly. And so, of course, King Hezekiah was afraid. And, of course, the people in Jerusalem were afraid. Nobody escaped the hands of the Assyrians. It seemed inevitable. As I was thinking about that, I was thinking about what we're up against, too. Okay. Um, I've been meditating a little bit about the current climate that we're living in, our generation, 
Okay, what is what is transgenderism? This is all the rage now, right? This is the big thing being talked about. What is that essentially? That is rebellion and hatred against the way God created. That's essentially what it is. It is hatred against I am not going to accept the way I am created. What is homosexuality and the whole LGBT movement? It is a, a hatred against God's created order, marriage and, and, and that sort of thing. What is the abortion movement? It's hatred against family and offspring, children, God's created order in that sense. And even I was thinking the pulling down of statues, which was became all the, the rage here in our country and even around the world. Pulling down of statues of Lincoln and George Washington and Andrew Jackson and what is what is that? That's hatred of your own history, what God has done in your nation. It's just this hatred. Hatred. And you see this the same spirit and you think of hell itself. What is happening in hell? People are gnashing their teeth. I often was confused about what that expression was. And it, it, I heard a preacher explain it. When you're in hell, it's not as if you're repentant. It's not as if you're all of a sudden uh, falling into a repentance mode. Gnashing of teeth is hatred. When all of God's, every last particle of God's common grace is removed, all you have left with is this monster of a creature that hates, hates God, hates everything. And that's what you're seeing being discovered more and more. You're seeing that more and more in our generation. Hatred of God and of his Christ, of God's order, God's creation. So you're seeing a little bit of that. And when, when you see that sort of hatred, that hell-born, hell-bound hatred, what answer do we have against that? What answer does Jerusalem, did Jerusalem have and Hezekiah have against this monster of an army coming against them? What, what are they going to do about that? Well, in verse 14, Hezekiah received this letter from the hand of the messengers and read it, and Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord, spread it before the Lord, and Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord. He prayed. And there's his prayer recorded for us. His final appeal in verse 20, Now therefore, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. You see how wonderful this is? Hezekiah is desperate. He knows he has no chance. These are monsters. They're devils that are coming against him, just like what we're seeing in our generation, I believe. 
we're seeing the same spirit of monstrosity and hatred and rebellion coming against God and God's people. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood like this, because that's what it is, it's a flood, it's a tidal wave, what teaspoon of our effort is going to hold up against that? Creating a new website? Is that going to stop it? I'm all for creating new websites. But it's not going to stop it. The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are following in the line of King Hezekiah. Yes, he had fear, but he sought God. And that's what we're doing. We're praying. You see what happens. You see, in verse 21, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent unto Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, of God of Israel, Whereas thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria. Basically, he's saying, Because of your prayer, I'm going to do this. And what was the this that he did? If you scroll down to verse 36, The angel of the Lord went forth, and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand, a hundred and eighty-five thousand. When they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. Wow. So by the morning time, 185,000 of them are all dead. Doesn't explain how that happened, but that's what happened. You see, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He didn't have to lift a spear or a sword, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We have to believe that. This is written for our learning. We're facing something similar. What are we going to do in the face of uh, all that's going on? What are we really, humanly speaking, what are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. As Hezekiah said, we have no might against this enemy coming against us. We have no might. But we can pray, and we must pray, because as a result of Hezekiah's prayer, 185,000 Assyrians dead the next day. That is powerful. That's just unbelievable. But that is the power of God on display so that the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. Only God can do that. And when God sends that kind of power on the earth to slay that number of people so that they're born again, then the world will know there is a God in heaven. That's what we're praying for.